Welcome to the Heart and Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon, Ashley, and Jessica, and we're here to share life with you and talk about everything related to mental health. We want to create a community of friendship and a place of comfort for all. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of the Heart and Home Podcast. We have Jessica, Ashley, and myself again here today with you, and we are going to be talking about body image and how that can play into our mental health and how our mental health can actually play into our body and how we treat it. I was just jokingly saying, but not really joking, that I could probably talk about this all day because it's something that we keep using the phrase, it's not linear, and it's definitely not linear for me. I have gone through a lot of periods in my life where I have struggled really hard with body image. I think now I'm in a much better place and I'm just more confident in where I'm at, but it is not the same every single day. That's so true. I think I've kind of gone up and down too. I think it depends on, for me, I'm kind of an emotional um, eater. And so like if things are going great for me, that's when the scale tends to get a little higher. And then like if things been stressed, if it's work related or whatever, you know, then I tend to, for whatever reason, I just don't have an appetite, you know, but that's how I guess my body gets affected by my mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say I'm the opposite. <laughs> I say <laughs> me too. When I'm feeling distressed, <laughs> when I'm feeling, you know, stressed or overwhelmed, um, which is a lot of the time, you know, mm-hmm. just because a lot's going on. But um, that's where I lean to food as comfort. And most recently, I've had to um, adopt the phrase. And again, like this isn't for everybody, though. You know, every everybody needs to have their own, um, depending on what they're eating for. But for me, since I eat for stress and overwhelm and comfort, um, I needed to remind myself that food was for nutrition, um, not so much comfort. It can be, you know, absolutely at at certain, at appropriate times, Mm -hmm. you can have it for comfort. Um, But for the most part, for me, I need to remind myself that it needs to be for nutrition, nutritional value for my brain and for my muscles and for my body instead of a comfort thing Mm -hmm. Um, all the time at least. I think I also have a hard time balancing, um, like I want to take care of my body and I want to be here for as long as a quality of life would allow. Um, but also I want to enjoy my life and I love food. (laughs) So I came from a a family that, um, my grandma cooks like 18 different kinds of meat for Thanksgiving, you know, like we love food and I, but I want to have a healthy relationship with food, but also I want to accept that like my body is going to change. And I, I try not to be one of those really annoying skinny people that like say, Oh, I'm fat, you know? Well, I truly though, because I'm not, nor do I think like fat should be something that we use in our vocabulary, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just like want to have a healthy balance of like, I don't know, like good things in moderation, but I want to take care of my body because it's the only one I have, Mm -hmm. but also this only life I have and I want to enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. And I think too, it's hard when you're, especially you, being, um, you were just telling us offline how many activities you're doing, how you're running from A to B, mm-hmm. and literally every day of the week you, you're going all these places. And I think it can be hard to eat 
like healthy when you're constantly on the run. I mean, yeah, we had McDonald's for lunch today. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hard. I mean, so, and so your choice is either like that or not eating, which is also not a good option. So, I mean, I think you have to be like really prepared, which is hard to do too, but you know, like packing those little snacks and trying to pull together healthy meals that you can just make quickly throughout the week. But yeah, it's hard. I, I agree with you. I think balancing all of that and also just trying to like, in, like you said, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to be so restrictive. Also, it's important to recognize that um, like the, the eating disorder part of body image is not always like what we think it is like anorexia, bulimia, like those are two huge things. And we definitely as a population have a lot of people that struggle with that, but eating disorders can also be like dysfunctional eating and eating as a coping mechanism or restricting calories. You know, it's, it's not as black and white, I think as people say. And so how, how do we get, our kids, both girls and boys, I think also body image and eating disorders have like historically been kind of grouped into like a female thing. But I work in a peds clinic and we see it across every spectrum, across males, females, you know, what, whatever you identify as, like we, we see it all over the place. And so how do we talk to people about what, what kind of things should we be saying about our bodies? that don't lead to these like unhealthy coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. you know? That's tough. Yeah. I think a lot of it is we've talked about this in some previous episodes about what our kids are like, what they're being exposed to, you know, in terms of social media. Um, because I can tell you right now that, you know, just one scroll on TikTok is going to make anyone be like, wow, I really need to like, lose 20 pounds and Mm -hmm. you know I mean it's just the the stuff that's out there and what our kids can see if they're comparing themselves to that and they think that that's what they need to be looking like I mean that's you know what I mean that's also very destructive I think Mm -hmm. that's where I had gone um late I'd probably say like late high school um and that was when like I had gotten um a phone like the instagram was super popular i'm trying to think what else was popular but mainly i would say like instagram and a big thing then was um posting pictures every day it was you know your friends went on vacation they were in swimsuits and how hard is it like when you're in the locker room with a group and you don't look the same as other people and that's hard in general because then you you associate that with, oh, um, they're popular maybe because they look like this or they get attention, excuse me, attention because they look like this. So mine definitely spurred in high school, I think a lot of because of social media and because at least when like before that was a thing, you could go to school and sure that, I mean, that, you know, that has always happened comparing, you know, but you could leave that comparing when you went home, maybe depending on your home life, because you, you weren't, you know, constantly scrolling on all of these apps or you weren't looking at all of this stuff. But now even when you leave school or school activities, you can still log on and see all of that stuff. You never really get away from it. So I feel like that's kind of where I went. And then when my mom and sister had started expressing concern um, of my weight, just because you could start to see a lot of um, bones that you probably shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and So then I started seeing a nutritionist and a therapist about that. And what's funny is like exactly what you said, Ashley, was like 
I didn't, I wasn't anorexic. I wasn't bulimic. I would, I, I didn't categorize in any of those things, mm-hmm. but the therapist still, you know, diagnosed me air quotes <laughs> with, um, and I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like it's in your, it's in your my chart that, you know, you now have an eating disorder. And I tell you, like, once you hear that, you feel so, um, you just feel so different, mm-hmm. even though you know other people are going through it. You feel so different. You feel fragile. You feel, <clears throat> you just feel very weird when I feel like people don't have to be clinically diagnosed with things to still have a disordered eating pattern. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes putting that label on it makes it just so much more real and potentially even worse for some people. Cause then it kind of goes back to, well, I have this. So that's just how I am when, you know, when it doesn't, you know, kind of like the, it doesn't define you and things yeah. like that. But at least that was kind of hard for me is when they had put that then in my, my chart, I just kind of felt like, well, that's, that's who I am. And it took a while to, took a while, a lot of books. They gave me a lot of books to read. <laughs> you know, somebody had asked me um, actually a few, a couple of weeks ago, they said, like what was therapy like for for disordered eating you know they're like what what kind of stuff did they say to you and i thought that was a really great question to bring up here because you know maybe somebody who's listening maybe picks up traits of um you know maybe not um really healthy eating patterns that they have themselves but they don't want to go to therapy or maybe they just don't know what it's like and it's super scary and i guess what i would say to that is um at least mine everyone is going to be different but at least mine their main goal was you know, to not, to not have it be a a forever thing. Their goal was to, um, get me in there to, to teach me tools and, um, things that I could practice within myself so I could go on with the rest of my life and not, not have to, you know, constantly be in therapy or constantly, you know, feel overtaken by this. So I, they had me do a lot of workbooks. They had me read a lot of books that was helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then until you just kind of found out what, was right for you and in your tools, um, then they would kind of, you know, go off of that and, and work with you more. But I found a lot of benefit to it. I think I only went for maybe a couple of years, but again, that was also by choice. I, I feel like maybe if we asked them, you know, do you think I needed to go for a couple of years? You know, maybe they would have said yes or no, but I also wanted to keep going because I was concerned that I would fall back into those patterns because, you know, your bodies are changing all of the time. So, and some people, you know, they, maybe it is a, a rest of their life thing. I don't know. Again, it's different for everybody, but. Yeah. I think that with my body issue or body image issues, it wasn't so much eating that I struggled with. It was exercise was, was my, um, maybe inappropriate outlet. I ran track in college for a little bit and, um, I remember like we just we had some very fit girls on our team and I remember feeling like really inferior to them because of it and you know they put you in these like little spandex bundies <laughs> shorts that they make you run in front of a crowd and I was I felt so self-conscious and so exercise was more my unhealthy outlet where I especially running I wanted to run and I wanted to like run off. I would calculate, okay, what did I eat today? How many calories is that? 
how many or how many miles I need to run today to like burn off that amount of calories. Mm -hmm. And I still have a little bit of disordered exercise where like, I feel like when I'm, when I start exercising, I like need to do it every single day or I can't stop thinking about it. Like, Oh, I didn't get up this morning and exercise. Like when can I fit it in? When, what am I not going to do today? Okay. Well, I'll leave the dishes today so that I can do that. If, I think I need to draw the line better as to where am I using exercise as like a healthy endorphin causing makes me feel confident um, activity and using it to get rid of calories. That's, that's not great. You know, like I, I think I need to draw a better line in the sand because sometimes I get really wrapped into like, needing to exercise for my body image and not needing to exercise for my mental health. Mm -hmm. I think it can be like a little bit of a, an obsessive compulsive type of thing, right? Where you, like you were just saying how you, you can't stop thinking about it. There's a, there's a difference between this is just becoming part of my routine and it's just a healthy part of my lifestyle versus I'm going to obsess over, I'm going to, like you said, watch all my calories, make sure this, that, everything else. And I feel like you know, if you can recognize that this part of your life is more compulsive and obsessive versus it's just a healthy routine, like that's kind of what you need to sort of navigate between that. I always felt like, so body image for me was a little bit on the opposite. I had a hard time putting weight on mm -hmm. when I was like middle school, high school, I was like a twig. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me because I didn't, I mean, I felt like everybody always thought I was like this little kid. I wasn't, I didn't have like the shape of a woman, like all of my friends were starting to grow up and I was just like this twig, you know, and I think body image doesn't always have to have to do with food or your weight. It can be just the way you see yourself. Like you and I've talked about this. Like yeah. I am the pickiest person about like when I take picture, I don't like selfies. Like I don't like yeah. taking pictures of myself. We were just trying to take a picture outside of the three of us. And Ashley's like, we're going to do this like 500 times because, because I am, I'm so self-conscious. And yeah. that's why I think for me, body image is so many other things than just eating or like my weight. For me, it's, it's aging. Aging is hard. You know, I think that like, I'm just like, I see things and now I, every little thing I pick on myself, you know, and that's just that all goes into like insecurity too. I think that also wraps into something that I know I have struggled with, but have you ever heard of body dysmorphic disorder? I yes. feel like we've talked about that a little yeah. bit before. And that's like seeing your body in a different way than other people see it essentially mm -hmm. in an unhealthy way. So like, I know that I am a healthy weight, but I look at myself in the mirror and I think, oh my gosh, like I look how big my thighs are or look at my, I wish my hips were thinner or this or that, not just like examples, but, um, I, I want to, and I, I've made a lot of strides. to like do just do better. And I feel like I am a much more confident person now, but for a long time, every time I would look in the mirror, I would be unable to think, well, I look good. I would always find something to nitpick at. And so I started like looking at myself in the mirror and say, say one good thing to yourself. What, what find something that you like about this. And I would, and it, it got to be more of a habit, but it doesn't always stay a habit. You know, like mm -hmm. I definitely wax and wane. Um, I have a friend 
who um, I actually worked at a summer camp with her eons ago. And now we're just kind of still loosely in contact on social media, but she started a group in Chicago called all bodies or gym bodies. Um, and it's really cool because it just talks about how you can go to the gym. I think there's a lot of stigma for like uh, bigger people or different kind of bodies that work out in the gym. And this, the fact is that doesn't matter what your body looks like. If you're just trying to maintain your mental health or maintain some health for your body physically or mentally, like anybody is allowed in that gym. And I just love the way that she has talked about like just celebrating the body that you're in and that you don't have to feel like you can't do yoga because you're this weight or you shouldn't like running because you're this body type. Like you just find what feels good to you and then that's where you belong. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, it's a, I'll send you the link. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to mm -hmm. have to send her the link or send her the podcast link after this and be like, Hey, I, uh, what, do, what do they call that? Where you like pl a plug, a plug, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I plugged you, Brittany. <laughs> I think we talked about how this is a really great topic going into the holidays because obviously there's going to be all kinds of stuff in, you know, holiday parties and lots of food. And, you know, I think that, you know, enjoy, enjoy those things. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know I will, but <laughs> I think you have to like, again, balance everything out too. And, um, I'm still, one of the things that I need to do better is I do need to incorporate more, um, like working out into my lifestyle. Like we, we have like a lot of things we do here out on the property, like with the horses and stuff where we kind of just naturally get exercise. But I mean, we don't have like a gym or anything like you have a gym in your basement mm -hmm. and I would love to incorporate that a little bit more into my husband. And I both want to do more of that because when we lived in town, I think it's harder for us now that we live out in the country because we don't have I mean, yes, we could walk the country roads and what you do, but um, <laughs> I I would like to get back into a routine of that. Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's just like it's healthy. Again, for the right reasons though, right? Yeah. Right. I think there's so many different ways to love your body. And that goes for whether, you know, you're a, a little kid, you're trying to put on weight or you're, you know, you're maybe considered overweight, air quotes. Mm -hmm. Um there's just, I think that as long as you feel good in your skin, there's not a wrong way to live in your body. Um, but man, we just, I think we just teach the wrong messages when we look at our body. I try so hard to be conscious of what comes out of my mouth when I'm around my daughter or my kids, because I grew up not feeling good in my skin and I don't want, like, I look at my daughter and I think like, she's just the most beautiful thing that's walked the planet, but I know that she's not always going to feel that. And I think my parents felt that about me, but I didn't always feel that. And so I try and change like the language I use. Like, I don't, I try not to use like words like skinny. I use strong or um, like, look how healthy she is. Or, you know, when, when somebody, when we're at the beach and there's other women that are in bikinis and they look better, I don't need to say like, oh, I used to look like that or something because you know what? It's okay that I look the way that I am right now. I try to take care of my body in the best capacity that I can. And so it's okay that I'm no longer a size two 
or that I wouldn't be caught dead in a regular bikini because (laughs) my kids did a number on my stomach. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also okay to choose to to say, I don't want to wear a bikini because I don't feel comfortable and confident in that. But here's something I will wear at the beach. Like, I also Mm -hmm. don't think that you need to be like, okay, here I am in all of my nude glory, because that might not make you feel confident too. Like, it's okay to say, you know, yeah, you're saying that it's okay to run if I'm, you know, look like X, Y, and Z, but like, I don't like running, but here is something I feel confident doing. So I'm going to choose to do that. Mm -hmm. I read something recently of a a woman that was, she had terminal cancer and she was talking about how her whole entire life, she had focused so much on like that, like, you know, having the perfect body, being able to wear the the perfect bikini and like all that. And she's like, and now I'm just trying to keep this body alive, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is just, that was just like, wow. I feel like we're so superficial and in the way we, we think about the cosmetic side of things all the time. And we don't realize how lucky we are, you know, Mm -hmm. to just be healthy and like the abilities that we have to just to continue living life. And so it does, it does make you kind of stop and think and be like, okay, maybe I I need to stop being so hard on myself. Yeah. Well, even just the word beautiful, like, what does that mean? What does beautiful mean to you? Does it, it doesn't have to be like the cover of Vogue, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe you need to watch who you're following on social media too. Mm-hmm. I know I get sucked into that where like, oh, I like this girl. I don't even wear makeup. I did today because we took a picture, but there's a <laughs> there's a prime example. Yeah. I was like, okay, what if they're like all dolled up in makeup? I'm going to have to put makeup on for this picture, you know? But I'm not normally a makeup wearer, but I didn't want to be like compared in a way, but I'm not, you shouldn't compare yourself mm-hmm. to anybody but yourself, you know? Like there's nobody like you in the world and so you just have to compare yourself to yourself and um if you want to improve that fine but also find a way to love the skin that you're already in even if you're on a journey to get to somewhere else like if you're on a weight loss journey and your goal is 45 pounds from now or something like it's okay to not be at your goal but still love the skin you're in right now like it's Mm -hmm. just life is this trajectory you know, and so we, we have to love the steps to get places. And I'm, you know, I'm not at my goal, sure, but like, I'm still enjoying the place that I am now and trying to enjoy the things I'm doing to get there. Because also, I've definitely gotten places where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm not going to eat sugar or I'm going to, I have to run at least X amount of miles a day so that I feel good about my body. Because if that's not sustainable and that's not fun, you're not going to want to do it every day for the rest of your life. So you're just going to end up in the same place that you came from. And what's the point of that? Mm -hmm. You know, and disappointed in yourself. Exactly. Like set yourself up to be proud of yourself. That's why any of these diets, I always say that too. I'm like, there are so many different diets. I try to take little bits and pieces of all of them because the carbs thing, like I definitely try to watch it. But at the same time, like, is it sustainable? I tried the keto diet like, mm-hmm. a couple years ago and it was not sustainable. I was like, I, I couldn't do it. Now I know some people that do. I don't know that it's uh, the healthiest thing to do forever. I don't know. Um, I'm not a nutritionist, but no. I would say that based off of like a lot of the different things that were on the menu, it just didn't seem like it was something I would want to do forever. So 
or diet doesn't even have to be in your self-love plan. You know, it could be like, I really love the way that fall leaves smell. And I'm going to try and take a walk through the woods every day because that reminds me how lucky I am to be here and to be in this body that I, you know, I get to spend a bit of time on the earth in, you know, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be like diet and exercise based. It can just be like putting things in your life that fulfill you. And that alone might, might be enough to like improve your body image. Because if you're loving the life that you're living, then do it well, you know? Mm I agree. I feel like you brought up a really good point when you said like, if you're comparing yourself to this ideal image that you picture yourself in, you're going to lose a lot of life Mm -hmm. that we don't have a lot of anyway, um, you know, just working towards this goal. And what I've learned and I read a book about recently is when we have and whatever ideal it is, it could be body image or other things. But when we set this ideal for ourselves and we keep working towards it, working towards it, once we get there, we're probably still not going to be happy and we're just going to set a new Mm -hmm. goal. So it's really completely about just enjoying where you're at today and learning to love where you're at today. Like you said, Ashley, even if it's, even if you're still on that journey to whether it's gaining weight or losing weight or anything else with body image related, it's just trying to love where you're at today because you're going to lose a lot of life um, and a lot of happiness. If we're always reaching for that ideal that even if we reach, we'll probably just make a new one for ourselves, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that you brought up that I, I wanted to expand on because I have had experience with that when you said that you try to stray away from terms like skinny or things mm-hmm. like that. When people would call me that many years ago, uh, <laughs> which I'm, I'm, I feel good about now because I don't. I knew that when I was called that, it was for unhealthy reasons. So yeah. I'm glad I, I'm not called that. Mm-hmm. Um, But when I was, to me, you know, to them, they were thinking like, you're so, you're so like, if it was like family members, not like close, but like, you know, distant relatives that Mm -hmm. I see once a year kind of a thing, um, where it was like, oh, you know, skinny mini over there or, um, you know, twig or something like that. It was in my brain because I was not, um, eating for nutrition. That was a compliment. So when I would hear those things, I'd be like, yes, Mm -hmm. like I'm on the right track. So I guess my, from my experience, whether it's like to listeners who are going through that, you know, maybe you guys are the same and, you know, you guys also like to hear that too. I get it. I also felt that way. Or maybe it's to people who are listening who, um, you know, have people they know and maybe you use those terms, I guess, like just from experience, maybe I would try to stray away from that just because I know at least I took that as a compliment and not that it made it, you know, worse, but it kind of reinforced that I was doing what I needed to do to be called skinny by the society. Yeah, that's a great point. I actually talked to um, a a friend that she had an eating disorder when she was younger as well, like in middle school. And she would say that when, if she felt dizzy, when she stood up, she felt good about herself because she knew that she had restricted enough calories that if her body was like having a physical reaction of like, I, she felt like that 
in in the moments where she was like dizzy like her that's when like her body fat was disappearing because that's where her body was going to get its caloric in needs basically and that she was restricting her calories enough to not meet that caloric need and so when she stood up she was dizzy she would feel this sense of satisfaction like mm-hmm. oh okay today i'm gonna get skinnier yeah you isn't it crazy it is so, so sad mm-hmm. and i I work in a peds clinic now, like I said, and I can't believe the amount of eating disorders that we have or the amount of kids we see for mental health. And I'm glad in a, in a sense that we, I'm hoping that one of the reasons we are seeing so many more kids for mental health is just because the conversation is happening and we're recognizing needs more than we used to. But I do fear that partly it's because kids have more mental health needs than they did. That's a very good point. So. Well, I think it's definitely a topic that um, we should bring up in, in more episodes because I think there's just so many different avenues we can take with it. And it, yeah, it's truly a part of our mental health. Like our body and our minds are so connected. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we tend to forget that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also think that it's, good to also remember that um, just because we are feeling certain ways about our bodies when we look at ourselves does not mean, you know, we have any type of disordered eating too. Kind of going back to when I felt like I was categorized, I guess, Um, you know, it didn't make me feel great. So I guess like, I, I guess I just also want to point out in my experience, body image and feeling that way is definitely different than having an eating disorder or anything like that. You just, you know, just if you feel certain ways about your body image definitely doesn't mean that you you are diagnosed with anything. Right. You know, it's something we all struggle with. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's ongoing. Right. <laughs> Not linear. Nope. <laughs> Once again, here Not we are. Linear. Thanks again <laughs> Thank for being you. here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us for our third season of the Heart and Home podcast. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast with a friend just so we can spread the word of mental health. And if you could give us a follow on Instagram so we can spread awareness there as well. Thank you so much and we'll see you soon.